We are live, more or less, from Las Vegas. With Mark Anthony, I'm Rick Rose, and this is Good Sports. What's happening, man? Not much. Playoffs are looking a little... Uh, actually, it actually looks like it's... It, Super Bowl might be a good one, okay? Super Bowl this year might be watchable. Listen, you you want the well, yeah, well, only because you're going to see a train wreck. I mean, honest to God, there are some there are some really odd happenings in what is supposed to be the the creme de la creme playing. You know what I mean? You've got guys giving up hail marys not once but twice to the same guy. Into you know what I mean? It's just it, it, things like are not supposed to happen. Today there was a comeback. A team was up thirty-one nothing at home, and that was all the points they scored. That was the halftime score, thirty-one zip, and they let they they let the other team back into it. Seattle almost almost came all almost. the way back. Those things aren't supposed to happen in the playoffs. You're supposed to play your best. The Steelers and the Broncos played, you know, rock'em, sock'em robots, and you knew it was going to be a physical game. But honest to God, they held the Broncos to, to five field goals in a in a windstorm, that, that, you know, of like uh, Saharan Desert proportions, and uh, kept blowing the ball <laughs> off the tee. And, the, you know, I mean, uh, so it's been really odd, Mark. So uh, don't expect don't expect things to change. It, you know, it's like El Nino. It has it has more effect than this immediate this weekend or whatever. I see. See, that's why I think it's going to be a watchable game because you have such weird outcomes. Things that weren't supposed to happen happen. I missed twenty seven yard field goal. Yes, which is closer, that's closer than an extra point. Now they moved the extra points back. That's closer than an extra point. And he was at me. It's not like he was he was the guy from the other team. He was at home in Minnesota, even though they're not used to playing at the University of Minnesota. They have for this last couple of years while their new stadium is getting ready. So they'll go back inside and never, never win again. But they had this primo opportunity. All they had to do was kick a game-winning field goal 27 yards. You know, guys that win the drawing, they're coming in with the the, the the tattoo of the night, get to go down there and kick a 27-yard field goal for like a season ticket or free popcorn or something. A 27-yard field goal only has to go a little bit, and, and you know, then the wind can take it or whatever. It, it, it really doesn't get much better or much easier than a 27-yard field goal. And the guys this screwed it up. This is a Super Bowl that Viking. Right. This is a Super Bowl that people will talk about because they're going to watch it for for some of the most stupidest plays ever to be in a championship oh, yeah. game. So far, it's been it's been the blooper show that you know how they have those <laughs> outtakes and everything. That's what that's what it's been like. Uh, there has been no team that's played uh, New England. I mean, is a team that is known for not not beating itself. Man, they they really have. There's no team that's playing clean right now. There's no team that's playing great. You would have said that in the first half of today's game about the Carolina Panthers, who were one game away from being perfect. And here they go, man, and they just, they're just beating the crap out of Seattle, who by all rights should have been the Super Bowl, the defending Super Bowl champions. So they have a pretty darn good team. And they did everything to win the Super Bowl except win the Super Bowl. You know, one <laughs> one beat girl, bad call, and and and, uh, and that was that. But anyway, they let the, then they let the Seahawks come back on them, come roaring back and just beat them around. And I mean, it, it has been like watching a fight where both guys are staggered. I saw a George Foreman fight like that one time. He fought a, a man who'd been in the penitentiary in Colorado named Ron Lyle. And I believe they fought in Toronto, Canada. There were five knockdowns in the fight. And the last one to go down stayed down, and it was Ron Lyle. But they went back and forth knocking each other down, and that's kind of what this, what, what at least the Carolina uh, 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 game today looked like to me. Yes. It just it, it just looked like, you know, one said, okay, I've taken your best shot. Now here's our best shot. It just wasn't <laughs> almost good enough. So, uh, the, you know, it's a, it's been interesting, Mark, but I really am surprised at the lack of, 
anybody playing real well. I mean, there have been no well-played games no. where it comes down to, to, to that strategy and this and that. Everybody's got to pull it. Now, God, I think that happened to me was I was in sixth grade Bantam League back in Ohio. I think I remember a situation like this so yeah it's a it's a it really is an odd uh so far in the playoffs and i i i think it goes right along so i don't expect there to be a dominant team i expect it to be a team that capitalizes that day that sunday in february where we they they, they don't screw up and I think you probably you might very well see a team like kind of like last year lose the Super Bowl rather than somebody win it uh, just by not screwing up. So you, you know, right. I mean, there's there's different ways to get to the finish line. Tortoise and the hare thing, I guess. But uh, anyway, the the Denver Broncos ended up beating the Steelers at home, and they hit our eight teamer on the on the teaser or six teamer, whatever it is. So we scored a little money on that one too. But you know, I had I listen. You got to hear this ticket. <laughs> And my buddy Wes, God bless him. We had the Patriots, the Cardinals, and the Broncos. Patriots, we had to give up five and a half, and they 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 did us proud. And then uh, the uh, uh, Patriots, New England, uh, Kansas City over thirty eight and a half. Uh, it was uh, Patriots plus a, a half a point. Cardinals minus one and a half. Arizona Green Bay under fifty five and a half. Uh, Seahawks plus eight and a half and the Broncos minus one and a half. Now the Seahawks plus eight and a half <laughs> is an interesting thing considering they were down 31, nothing. Okay. Okay. Even if they score 23 points, which is what they needed to get under in the spread, you think, well, they already gave up 31 and a half. Shit, they're going to give up to more points, so we're going to have to score in biblical proportions, you know what I mean? And sure enough, they, 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 they let the Seahawks score, go up and down the field on them and, and make some catches, and there was a couple of uh, – and the, the referees have been uh, more – more uh, the, the replay guys <laughs> have been more uh, out in the open than they like to be marked. They've had, they've overturned some calls and confirmed some calls and a toe dragon, you know, by this far. Yep. Now they can see that camera's right there and they have the camera in the pylon right there. So it's a, you know, uh, which is cool. I, it's a different game with that. You know, there's been a hell of a lot of games that have been won and lost on a referee's judgment. And just like baseball games and an umpire's judgment, you know, they can't really take the umpires out of balls and strikes. So they're a necessary evil. With all the replay capabilities, they got the drones flying over and the things on the wires and the cameras and everything. They can literally do a football game without without officials. The problem there is they would have to have somebody uh, 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 look at all the different camera angles and everything, and they would catch a, a foul on every play, a penalty on every single play. There's, I, I don't think there's ten plays in all of pro football that there's not some type of infraction that doesn't get called only because there's only six or seven guys out there with flags, and there's twenty two people at any one time hitting each other or attempting to do that. So, all right, so uh, yeah. So- so who's uh, who's going to win next week? Uh, New England has the kind of has the 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 look of a of a champion who just kind of comes through when the when it's time to to cash the check. They're the first ones in line, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know it's it's tough to go against New England. Denver's tough to beat at mile high, and defenses win win championships. And I'll take Denver's defense over anybody else uh, of the other three teams that are in the that are in the playoffs. I mean, one of these four teams: Carolina, uh, uh, Arizona, New England, or Denver. One of those four is going to be the Super Bowl champions. You say who's got the closest to Denver's defense? Mm, probably Carolina, and then and then. New England and, and uh, uh, Arizona. I, I mean, uh, Arizona has the closest to Denver's defense. Then Carolina and New England, kind of similar. They they play good defense, but they rely more on their offense and their defense to get it done. Although Luke Keekley is a, is a hell of a player for Carolina, and sometimes they get overlooked because of of Cam Newton and all that stuff. But I will say this about the game today, Mark. 
one of the one of the most asinine the guy should never play another down of football in the NFL plays occurred when Cincinnati gave away the victory to the Steelers they gave they gave the Steelers that victory and took this victory away from them because if the Steelers had had Antonio Brown today as opposed to him being out on with the concussion that that Jack has uh, Vontaze perfect gave him unnecessarily that not only hit the guy and hit him cheap, but get a penalty that, that gave the game to the Steelers. If Brown had been able to play in this game, uh, it, it, it would have been a much different game. Now, Brown would not have been able to play in this game if perfect hadn't hit him. So it's one of those three-way love triangle things. Uh, but Denver ended up coming out to, with the, with the good part of the, uh, of the stick. Everybody else didn't, uh, did not really, have that same fuzzy, warm, fuzzy feeling from their part of the stick there. So, uh, by the way, uh, on free TV right now, as we speak, I hope somebody's watching out of one eye like I am and listening to us uh, with the other eye uh, because uh, the the uh, UFC fights of uh, and uh, Dillashaw and Cruz are going to fight here in a little bit on free TV on Fox Sports 1. So uh, it's always cool that they do, you know, we owe them, those of us that say you can't put everything on pay-per-view, here it is. It's free. Watch it. If you're a fan of MMA, you're going to see a hell of a fight between TJ Dillashaw and, and Dominic Cruz. So uh, uh, both guys uh, do not, to, you know, <laughs> Mark, do you, do, you, do you like boxing? Are you a boxing fan? Yeah, I can watch it. You know, I, I, MMA ruined ruined me for boxing. Let's put it that way. Just, no. just like Pro Bowl writers did yep. to rodeo. rodeo. Okay, all right. Here's the thing, and I and I thought about this difference. People go to boxing hoping to see a fight, and they'll settle for boxing. But they hope they hope they're going to see somebody really scrap. They hope they're going to see two guys. Uh, you know, the, the the fight that comes to mind is the fight that everybody says is one of the greatest fights of all time, and I happen to be there, Jose Luis Castillo and, and Diego Corrales. And and neither one of them had reverse in their gearbox. So it was two guys that just, that just went to battle. I mean, it really was as close as you can see to a primal, this is my cave, no, it's not, I want it, you know, that kind of battle right there in the middle of the ring. But for the most part, you know, Floyd Mayweather is a boxer. He's not a fighter. So people, if you go to a Floyd Mayweather fight, you're going to see tremendous boxing. You're going to see boxing that is that may be some of the finest, if not the finest, boxing ever to 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 to, to be displayed by one man. But <laughs> you don't know. You rarely see a fight in a Floyd Mayweather event. It's not much of a fight. It's a boxing exhibition that is second to none. But when you go to the MMA, you see fights. You go to see fights. And if there's boxing, <laughs> it better not go very long because people start booing and stuff. They don't go to MMA. They go there to see fights. And they don't right. settle for boxing. No. And so people that go to a boxing match hoping to see a fight will settle for boxing. And I think it's, the, you know, it, it really is the difference between a handshake and a and uh, 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 the the round the world special, you know what I mean? It just it, it just it, it, it to me it's just a much different thing, and it's cool that it's on uh, that it is on regular TV, uh, you know, at least cable TV, uh, Fox Sports, and uh, you know UFC. You got to give them credit, Mark, and that, and we both know that they're very proactive in the health and welfare of their fighters. Uh, when uh, one of the best moves I've ever seen an organization make was when the UFC hired Mark Ratner to be the de facto commissioner of all the places that they go, that they don't actually have a commissioner and to have Mark Ratner in that capacity for them. Uh, that really shows they've taken the high road. They have their own damn commissioner. They, That's right. And you know, Mark Ratner's Mark Ratner. He ain't changing for nobody or no money or no, or no, nothing. He is the he is the ultimate professional uh, when it comes that way, and so I, I think they have a tremendous thing going. But uh, here again, wise enough to put it on. Uh, you know, every once in a while they throw it on free TV, and it's kind of like uh, the the drug the drug dealers. They get you hooked, and then you buy the pay per view. You know, yeah, yeah. Here, here's a sample, and people are like, "Oh my god, you okay. know, this is much better than Family Feud." Yeah. Okay. Back, back to the NFL. Back. Let's. You know, squirrel. Okay. Okay. 
L.A. Rams. Right. What, what, what? What? They can't make up whether or not they want to be in St. Louis or uh, yeah, every twenty years or so <laughs> they bomb on out. It's been a while. Ninety four, I think it was. You know, they had the they had the Raiders and the Rams. The Raiders went back to Oakland, and the Rams went to St. Louis. And then Oak and Los Angeles, our second largest city had two franchises and no franchises. Now they're going to have two franchises again. They don't like odd numbers. And Oakland would go. <laughs> they would give them three if they could figure it out. And there's probably enough people to support three teams in L.A. proper. But it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and I, I, So now here's, the, here's where we're at. The Rams are definitely going. They're going to be the L.A. Rams again. And they're going to have this new state-of-the-art uh, a facility uh, by the fact that everybody shops at Walmart and the guy that owns the Rams is helping build his own stadium and uh, Stan Kroenke and uh, he owns the Avalanche and their own the Avalanche and the Denver Nuggets and uh, uh, the St. Louis somethings and, and soccer teams and all kinds of stuff. But anyhow, he's got, he's kind of like Donald Trump. He doesn't need everybody else's money. He's got his own. And so he's going to do it his way, and Los Angeles is going to make him that franchise there. Mark has the opportunity to be in this new stadium, in this state-of-the-art with new – you know, the NFL is expanding. They want to go to Asia, and they want to go to Japan, and they they, they play exhibition games. Uh, They'd like to include Korea. In the in that and that means our West Coast is going to be the most probable for that that type of of benefit, and so Kroenke moved from St. Louis, Middle America, where they didn't give him a stadium deal that was acceptable, and he took a chance to go back. Now, the Chargers moving up there, okay. Everybody kind of thought, oh man, they're just wanting to play it as a card, so they get a new stadium in San Diego. They're not going to really leave, and sure enough, <laughs> off they went. So. It's if the Chargers don't get this deal very, very quickly within a week, quickly in San Diego to stay there. Now that they're now those people, wow, they really meant it. They're going to go. <laughs> we don't give them a stadium now. They're going to go. So for the Chargers to stay in San Diego screws Oakland because then the Raiders will be will. They, so they got three teams for two slots. The Rams have slot number one. Now, San Diego has the option to either stay in San Diego or take that second slot in Los Angeles. The Raiders are in third position, and if the Chargers don't take it, the Raiders get to move into that second slot, and then then they'll play the same game with Oakland. All right, now we're really mean it. We're going to go back to frickin' L.A. and and do our own thing there and have our our, uh, uh, stadium in Carson. I think that's where they're planning on building a park. And so LA is going to have two stadiums and they can, they can do that or they can have one really big stadium and share the deal. It doesn't matter. That works in New York. That works other places. So, um, whatever it is, LA is going to end up with two teams. St. Louis isn't going to have one. They're going to have to go back to being Kansas city, uh, uh, chiefs fans. Um, maybe Cincinnati. Uh, I don't know. Somewhere up in that region, that's all they're going to have left. Or watch everything on TV or go, like we do here, go sit yeah. at the frickin' bar with every every game that's going on and, and, and sit there and, and, you know, I mean, it's, it, but if you're a fan of one, you like, I you know, it, it's really funny, Mark. People that don't go to the games are such rabid fans. And you're like, why? You don't go to the game. You can watch somebody else that's really good. You know, some of you people are really fans, really big fans of terrible, crappy teams. So there have been, by the way, speaking of the NFL, there have been some changes, including uh, uh, Chip Kelly going to uh, uh, San Francisco may have very well turned around the plans to get rid of Colin Kaepernick because he he is exactly what what Chip Kelly likes in a quarterback. He's got wings for legs, and uh, uh, Kaepernick may have found a second life, uh, uh, really, with the same team, not have to sell his place in Frisco and go hunting for a job just because of the coaching change. And uh, they had seven openings, and all of them are all of them are filled now. And a couple of of assistants got to move up. The one that doesn't make sense to me is the New York Giants, who fired Tom Coughlin. Okay, if you fired Tom Coughlin, why would you promote his assistant if you didn't like the system that he was yeah. running? What? Well, okay, here's the guy he trained. That'll be better. 
you know, I, so I, I'm not certain that's going to work to any, any big benefit. I don't know what the guy could tell Eli. We wear the damn blue uniforms. Quit throwing it to the other guys. You know, introduce yourself. Look, look at the helmets. See, when you see that helmet, that's the guy you throw it to. You know, I don't know what else there is to explain to him. And and you don't have to throw it at their helmets like David Tyree. doesn't have to catch it up here all the time. You, you, you can get him in the numbers. You know, that's acceptable. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, there's been quite a few coaching changes, Mark. And, you know, it's the good old boy thing. Guy quits here or, 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 or gets run out here, and uh, off he goes. And everybody thought Sean Payton was leaving, and, you know, and then he got an extension. And, uh, you know, there's hot commodities. And now when a team has success, they lose their offensive coordinator or their defensive coordinator. By the way, did you see, I believe uh, uh, the uh, – uh, Wade Phillips, the defensive coordinator for the Broncos, <laughs> is the son of the legendary Bum Phillips, and uh, uh, he's like my age or thereabouts. He's, I know he's in his sixties. <laughs> he he got wiped out on the sideline. It was he got back up, man. He he must be a tough sob because he got hit hard and boom. I mean, he didn't just fall down. He whacked. He got knocked down. So. Uh, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad he's okay. And, uh, Jim Simpson, uh, Mark has passed away and I believe Jim was 88 years old. He was the guy that did the, uh, uh, announced the first ever Super Bowl before it was the Super Bowl and a uh, long time announcer. And, uh, certainly a lot of people who are sports fans have listened or, or been entertained by Jim Simpson. And he was very, very good. You didn't realize he was on the broadcast, which made it that much better uh he just he just knew how to broadcast and get the point across and and the story and so our thoughts and prayers to his family and friends but uh, uh man he does have a lot of friends jim simpson will be fondly remembered so uh you know they, they don't make them like that anymore guys that no. have seen and done all all that they you know they made that transition when, when they were kids they didn't have tv and so they made that transition from radio to tv and, they, and and you know now it's it's easy to it's easy to screw up and get away with it on radio. You can lie about what you're seeing. You know they used to, Ronald Reagan used to replay games. Speaking of people that lie, uh, used to replay games. And when it, when he was doing the radio, and they would make the crack of the bat, they would smack a like I forget what it was like a, a twig on a on a chalkboard or something to make this sound like it was like a ball hitting a bat. And so, you know, you can do that in radio. You can't do that on TV <laughs> when it can't just somewhat like what we're doing now. Right. I mean, this absolutely is televised. So I can lie and say, wow, you ought to see the big pink elephant over here. And okay, <laughs> as long as I'm, as long as I'm pointing over there, you know, and, and, and it's just off camera, we're good. But if it's something right here, you can't get away with it. So, uh, but, uh, the, the announcers of the olden days, uh, uh, you know, we're still very, very lucky to have a guy like Vince Scully, who who was there when Abner Double Doubleday did or didn't invent baseball, almost. You know, and uh, Vince Scully is uh, doing. I believe this will probably be his last season in L.A. But uh, speaks highly of L.A. They yeah. had Chick Hearn, and they, you know, they got Vince Scully. It's uh, two of the most famous broadcasters ever. Those two, so. Guy All gets right. longevity if he takes the takes the <laughs> if he takes the Rams job. Uh, do yeah. we need to take a break, Mark? Uh, not yet. Let's let, let's talk uh, NASCAR and then break. How's that? All right. We NASCAR are right around forty days. How much? Wait, wait, wait. How how many? We are we are within forty something days. Forty two, forty three, somewhere in there. I think, okay. Mark. From the from the cup race coming here, that means we are within a month of the Daytona 500 and within three weeks of Speed Weeks at Daytona, which is always a the I mean it's opening day it's what whatever anything else is Daytona, you know whatever anybody else has is their biggest event of the Triple Crown. Obviously, it's the Kentucky Derby. Uh, they, they football, it's the Super Bowl. To the Kentucky Derby. No, to no, uh, to uh, Daytona. Oh no, only in my dreams, man. <laughs> only in my dreams. And I, I actually met somebody uh, at CES who invited me down uh, to Daytona, and uh, I might take him up on his offer. So when I uh, you know, 
I have when to I give was, him a kidney, but it might be worth it. <laughs> when I was on my honeymoon, uh, we were in Florida. Which, which one? Wait, wait, which one? <laughs> my last one, one. Thank you. Oh, your last one. Oh, that's my good. Last okay, one. so yes. it's yes. recent memory. All right. The most recent has been one. taken. Yet. Yes. <laughs> we were. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, Love you, buddy. Love you. <laughs> we, we were driving. <laughs> We were in southern Florida. We were driving northward, and we went through Daytona, and so we stopped. Okay, you know it's March. Yeah. You, you know we were having the races here, and and it was and it was kind of amazing because they have a big sign, kind of like you know we have the the welcome to Vegas sign. They got the big yeah. you know, welcome to the Daytona Speedway, but it's but it was almost. The exact same thing. People were lining up to get their picture taken in front of the the uh, de- the the sign for uh, Daytona Speedway. You know, yeah. and it was so funny because I looked at my wife and went, "Don't we have something like this in Vegas where Doesn't people line up for?" You know, I mean, there's no race going on, there's nothing going on, but people are lining up to get their photo under the big Daytona sign. So it's the mecca, Mark, and and. If memory serves me correctly, they had to pass some kind of ordinance because people were going down, and this is this is decades ago, and removing the dirt, the beach <laughs> from Daytona Beach where they raced when the when it really when was it was. Daytona Beach, and they raced around along the edge of the ocean and then came back up in the parking lot and back around, you know. Yes, that people were removing the dirt simply because it was the, it was the beach where they had raced. And it has been it has been hallowed ground for quite a while, and uh, that, I, I I don't know that that will ever change. Daytona will always be Daytona, you know. Yeah. And when when Indianapolis let NASCAR race there, which they never really wanted to do, and they just kind of gave in to the popularity of NASCAR after they'd screwed up their deal. Um, now it's the you know it's it's I don't know. Obviously, for open wheel racers, there's Indy, and then there's there, there's everything else. For NASCAR, now they, it doesn't. Indianapolis does not even equal what Daytona is, no. even though it's it's as hallowed racing ground as there is. It just does not mean the exact same thing as Daytona does. It's close, but it's not the same. If you told the guy which do you want to win, the Brickyard 400 or the Daytona 500, I don't, I don't believe any of them would say uh, anything other than if, if the guy's already won one, then he would say the other. But other than that, if if somebody has a, a you say you get to win one of the two, I yep. don't think anybody would get in that Brickyard 400 line. So yeah, Daytona school. Uh, Tony okay. Stewart, man, Tony Stewart. What the heck was up with him? <sighs> you know, I will I will say this. The guy he went into the stands after is an off-duty cop. Now, I don't know exactly what this off-duty cop was doing or thinking. I, I, I It makes you wonder who's in charge, and the guy who has a weapon and all that, and thinks that he buys a ticket. And I would imagine, Mark, that Tony Stewart has heard every single comment there's ever been about his mother or his grandmother, for that matter. And if he had daughters, it would be about them and his own self in every conceivable fashion and has not done anything. And I know he's heard him. I have been there when people have said things to him because he, some, he used to really come across as a total jerk. He is not a total jerk. He's a total competitor. He's as racer as you would want. And this is his swan song. This is his final season. And be, still, I don't know if this guy could have said anything other than something to do with the death of Kevin Ward on the dirt track, which is still in litigation for the civil part of it. And I don't believe Tony Stewart killed anybody at any time. Was it an accident? Absolutely. And I think it was an accident on both parts. People are saying, you know, there's all this conjecture. I've looked at it a hundred times, Mark. Does he hit the gas and, and, and slide the ass in just to kick dirt on this guy? Does he see him? Or does he do that, which if you've ever covered the outlaws down there, that's what they do. When you see the, when you see the, the cup racers doing, doing this, Mark, 
getting the, the, the crap off their tires ready for a restart, that's what you do in a dirt car is you spin the wheels a little. You spin the tires a little bit. There's no, there's, there's not a lot of this. You just, and, 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 and spin them around. You're not taking any rubber off the tires. You're taking, you're just taking, knocking the dirt off. So it's a different, it's a different thing. And a lot of people do that. And if Stuart saw this kid and, and, and somebody thinks that he had the reaction time to know that he was going to hit this kid with the back end of that car by hitting the gas a little bit, uh, they're entitled to their opinion. I don't have that same opinion, no. Mark. And no. I viewed the evidence. I, I, I don't know what somebody could testify. You know, the camera doesn't lie, Mark. And I viewed the evidence over and over and over. I don't think Tony Stewart, but that being said, some people do, and they're entitled to their opinion. Some people think he did it on purpose. I don't believe it, and I, I, I will never be convinced that that's the case unless I hear him say, yes, I did it on purpose, and I'm sorry, and I'm going to go to hell. And, you know, that I don't think that's going to happen. But this guy was mouthing off to Tony Stewart, who wasn't even racing. He was helping get the track ready for other racers. Tony Stewart, you know, uh, multiple-time uh, cup champion. Tony Stewart, owner of Eldora Speedway. Such a grassroots racer that he, even if he's not racing, he's helping at another event. He could be home counting his money. He's a multimillionaire. He could be preparing for the Daytona 500 or getting the other teams prepared for the Daytona 500. He's a car owner. He was helping a dirt track, the Chili Bowl in Tulsa, Oklahoma, get ready for their big Super Bowl-type race. And somebody said something to Tony Stewart, and he went up to the, into the stands to confront the guy. And now there's talk somebody's going to be charged. Maybe they will, and maybe they won't. And the guy ended up having, getting pushed back. It looked like they locked up like you used to when you were kids and to see who was tougher right. and twisted each other's hands. They were like that, and this guy sat back down on the – he didn't bounce his head. And uh, the security guard comes and gets between them, and uh, it's over. It's a day, and they're they they continue talking, talking, but whatever this guy said, Stewart didn't like it, and I'll be uh, uh, I'll be real surprised, Mark, if it was something other than about Kevin Ward and 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 at least alluding to that whole situation, and I think it's going to dog Tony Stewart the rest of his days here on Earth that there's going to be one in every crowd that he's ever in again that's going to have the opinion that he killed somebody or at least. Believe it like they do things that you hear on the internet or those yeah. kind of things without knowing any of the facts or ever seeing the incident and making their own judgment. They're going to take somebody else's judgment for it. Who doesn't really like him? He's he's not the most lovable, cuddly of drivers. Uh, you know, you have the nickname Smoke. It's not because you're wispy and, and fun. It's because you're volatile, and he is volatile. And... Uh, um, and again, here this guy has meant a hell of a lot to racing. He came over from IndyCar racing, and he made that transition. And uh, he wanted desperately to win the Indianapolis 500, and instead he he won the Brickyard 400. And he has been a he has been a, a he's just close, I think, to Dale Earnhardt. Since Dale Earnhardt died, I think Tony Stewart is as close as there is to somebody who drives like Dale Earnhardt. Uh, in that he he does he doesn't get out of anybody's way if he doesn't want to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This and, is his and, passion. This is what he you know he is going to be yeah. the best that they're. He's competitive. Yeah. The guy's named after AJ Foyt. His name's Anthony Joseph Stewart because AJ Foyt's name is Anthony Joseph Foyt. Oh. So, and 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 AJ Foyt is not the. Uh, is not uh, uh, the, the the kindest, most fuzzy, gentle human being I've ever been around either. So uh, you know, it's it, 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 it's almost like when they I have a magazine that says Mike Tyson and and he was going to fight Evander Holyfield and that fight never happened. Tyson ended up getting hurt and then went to prison and 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 then it, eventually it happened, but not when this magazine came out. And it says the animal versus the gentleman. Well. You know, when they think of you as an animal all the time and you start acting like an animal, you're not surprising anybody. And so it didn't surprise me. Mike Tyson started acting like an animal. A.J. Foyt was a fiery competitor. And to be named after him, you can't expect the kid not to be fiery. And that's, I think, it ignited something in him. And uh, whatever it is, it has served him pretty well. But you can't go in the stands. You just can't do that. You can't. You, you, it's bad enough. Don't make it worse. 
you know, and enjoy this last year in the spotlight. The spotlight's still going to be on Tony Stewart, some, but not like it is in NASCAR, not like it is in the Sprint Cup Series. And he deserves this goodbye tour. He's a good guy. He does a lot for racing. He does a lot for charity. He does a lot of things that, that he doesn't need to do. And here he is, and and he's getting crap from people. And it's going to cost him, and it's going to cost his fans. People aren't going to be able to, to celebrate like they would like to. You know, there's going to be a fist fight in the stands. Because somebody said something about Tony Stewart. And somebody said, you know, it's, it's just not going to be as, as cool as it could be or should be. And that's unfortunate, Mark. So, um, you know, God bless him. Uh, I don't think he did it on purpose, Mark. No. I think he feels... Terrible grief that a, that a young man died. He would have done anything. He, I, I'll tell you what. I, I believe Tony Stewart. If if it had been a set of circumstances where the only thing that Tony could do would be to give up his car to this kid to help him out in a one night thing or something, I think Tony Stewart would let it let the kid hop in the car and tighten up the belts. So that's just you know he's one of those give you the shirt off his back. He'd give you the race under. He'd give you the seat under his butt. You know, and I think that's. Uh, Anyway, um, that's the Tony Stewart deal. And, you know, it's, again, Mark, I think it's unfortunate. And we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I'm, I'm sure going to stick out my hand and shake his hand and tell him thanks when I, uh, when I get the chance here in March. Man, 40, 45 days, somebody just texted me. Yeah, 45 days, Mark. Wow. Till the, till the race in March. And that means I'm going to be, I, I will have hair for 44 more days. And then we're doing St. Baldrick's. The Leprechaun is out at, uh, out at, uh, the uh, uh, what what is it uh, out there on the uh, town square? Town square, yeah, on the thirteenth of February, yep. and that is to raise the funds. A hundred percent of the funds from this uh, past expenses go to uh, St. Baldrick's Day, and uh, it's going to be. They're setting the world record for the most uh, uh, leprechauns in one spot at one time in a photo. So, uh, please come out there if you. Uh, if you uh, know a kid with cancer, if you know a kid who's had cancer, or you just simply know a kid or love kids, get out there, man. It's uh, it's for a good cause. Details will be on the on the website. Let's uh, take okay. a quick quick break here. All right, I understand we're going to have a, a phone caller, so uh, we will be right back. You are listening to Good Sports. I'm Rick Rosen with Mark Anthony. We will be right back. All right. <laughs> Welcome <You're> back. back. <laughs> the Norwegian power. Did you know there was a Norwegian powerball? I didn't know there was a Norwegian powerball. <laughs> that was a very, very interesting. The Norwegian, the Norwegian, uh, who had an idea there was a Norwegian powerball? So they have some interesting, interesting little nuances there. Um, uh, speaking of Norwegians, no, we're not really. Uh, the, the Pistons have retired. Ben Wallace's number. As a basketball player, Ben Wallace was big. <laughs> when you retire somebody's number, it's because they were so outstanding. Not not just standing. I mean Ben Wallace Ben Wallace was a serviceable player. He was a he was a good player. But that team was all about team, and I can't imagine why. The Detroit Pistons, unless they just had an excess of numbers and said, you know, it's uh, difficult for the referee to hold up four fingers. So we're we're going to retire Ben Wallace's number. So for whatever reason, uh, the, the Detroit Pistons have retired Ben Wallace's number four. <laughs> who, who, who knew? Uh, they're, uh, they're <laughs> uh, by the way, Mark, <clears throat> Just for a just yeah. just for a quick aside, um, I haven't been on since the University of Alabama. We were talking about football. The University of Alabama won the national championship, and again they they got the lead. They they looked like they was just gone to town, and oh, they uh, Clemson made a game of it and certainly uh, acquitted themselves very well. I don't think a lot of people gave Clemson the credit they deserved. They gave Alabama the everything they could ask for and then some. And uh, Alabama came through and uh, won, at which they have made a real habit of doing lately. So congratulations to the uh, uh, the Tide. Uh, Alabama wins the national championship. Are you a fan of the playoff system with four teams, or do you would you like to see it expanded? Four. 
Make it just just make it simple. It's college, okay? You know, it's college. <laughs> What's simple about college? God, you have to have a freaking degree to fill out the financial paperwork to get into college. You, it's really, yeah, it's a, it's not as simple as it sounds. Speaking of colleges, uh, yes, they are. <clears throat> they there are five. Uh, uh, conferences who have set their own rules and I forget Mark even what it was about but it was this really interesting thing that the five conferences uh, um, I'll, I'll think of what it had to do with uh, like a uh, um, games uh, allowed or, or, or whatever it was uh, scoring yeah, something in there but the five conferences went on their own and made their own rules kind of not so much sticking their their thumbs uh, on their noses at the at the NCAA but pretty much playing it straight just saying hey well, we're going to do what we're going to do you work for us we don't work for you so maybe there's hope for congress after all <laughs> <laughs> the bundy uprising is happening in the NCAA I'll try to find it but yeah I just got my eye as I went past that uh, this thing was happening with, uh, with with uh, the uh, five uh, big time uh, um, conferences are just kind of stepping up, so there's so much money, and uh, maybe they're finally seeing that. Why do we? Why do we need the NCAA? You know, everybody's cheating anyhow. Uh, you know, there's I don't know even how you call it cheating. The high schools are cheating, so they already get tainted products when they get them to college. You know, these people are coming out of football factories and basketball factories, and you're really wondering, okay, well, you're starting pretty young to be only doing things that are athletically, you know, uh, they take just that athletic God-given talent because, God forbid, you should tear up a knee or get a concussion or tear, run your elbow or, you know, all those things that you see people in their careers with. <clears throat> if that happens before they sign the big check, they uh, – <clears throat> They are SOL. So anyway, then they then they wish they would have gotten paid attention in English class so they can use that to, to you know, touch up their resume or those kind of things. Well, but so uh, you, anyway, SMU. Okay. Go ahead. Well, SMU well, is Well, undefeated. I just want to get to the interview before we, you know, as we wrap things up. Ah. Here, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can we can certainly do that. All right. This is the Norwegian. This is the winner of the Norwegian Powerball, and I believe his his name was Eddie Eddie Murrow. Eddie R. Murrow. And how did you get a hold of this guy? Uh, he actually found us. I think he was looking for a for a a, a Ludafisk uh, fast food place, and <laughs> somehow misstyled and got. I don't know how he got a hold of us, All but right, he, right. he won the Norwegian Powerball. Didn't, didn't seem to generate as much interest as the uh, Powerball that we had for the billion and a half bucks. All right. Welcome back. Uh, good sports. I'm Rick Rosen. And uh, our guest uh, uh, today, uh, it, it is, uh, I, I'm sorry, sir, is it Eddie, Eddie Murrow? Is that Eddie correct? R. Murrow, sir. Eddie R. Murrow. Maybe you've heard of Eddie? my great-grandfather. It would that be Edward R. Murrow, the Edward R. Murrow. Just a moment. Yes, it would be. Edward R. Murrow. <laughs> yeah, I do a little grandpa once in a while, but yes, Eddie R. Murrow. You can call me Ed. Do you have a Timex watch? No, but I do keep on ticking every now and then. <laughs> I get ticked well, every now and then. Oops, hold on. I got ticked right now. I just met. In fact, I went into a bar the other night, and the guy said, what is that? And the guy, guy was shaking his finger, and he said, it's a tick. I got it in a war. And so he slid on down the counter because the guy was kind of strange. He goes to the next guy, and he's got a little leg twitch. He says, what's that? He says, it's a tick. I got it in a war. So he slides on down the last guy. He's flicking his finger. He's flicking his finger. He's flicking his finger. He says, let me stop. He says, let me guess that's a tick, and he got it in a war. He says, no, it's a booger. I got it out of my nose. I can't get it off my finger. Anyway, where were we? I'm sorry. I took you off the wrong track. Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray. Eddie Murrow. Uh, and Eddie Murray was a tremendous baseball player just because that would have something to do with sports on a show called Good Sports. But um, I understand that you, uh, uh, and you don't sound as elated as I, as I uh, would think that most people would be in your situation. You are the, and now we had this huge, huge world record lottery here, a bit more than a billion, almost a billion and six hundred million dollars. 
And these are these are people that that st- stood in a line along the freeway, especially here in in, in Nevada, to get uh, out there to the the little store in Prim, right on the California border, where they were selling lottery tickets, putting their hopes on hitting odds of <laughs> uh, like two hundred million to one, and not thinking they had better odds of getting. Being hit by some jackass looking at the crowd driving by because they're standing on the highway. So it's a you know it's been kind of an odd thing. But you won. I do understand you are the proud winner of the Norwegian lottery, a mega lottery or whatever it is, sir. Yes, I'm really excited too. I bought it at a small Amazing. obscure little station called Peter Peterson's Piping, Air Conditioning, and Airport Terminal. I bought it down there. Wait, wait a second. I, would, I need you to repeat that because we keep track of all these sponsors for future reference. So if I'm you not could... sure I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a little, little place. Peter's Popcorn and Plumbing and yeah. Airport Hardware Store. I don't know. I, didn't, it was I didn't realize we... on the highway in Arizona. Obscure, you know? I paid $35,000 to win this thing. I better sure as heck wow. win something. Well, I would certainly hope so. My well, there goodness. were no well, lines congratulations. Down there. Yeah, I yeah, the place uh, out. Wow. And you know they do sell the 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 Powerball lottery like I say which was up to a billion 600 million dollars or thereabouts. And uh, a lucky couple came there was forward another to another lottery. There there was another lottery to it did probably was selling them. I, you would think they were in Arizona that they would be at the available at the same time. Did the I mean, were there special rules for this Norwegian lottery? I know as a kid, my, my dad used to have, uh, every once in a while, he would buy an Irish sweepstakes uh, uh, ticket. And I guess it was illegal, and he would hide them in his underwear in the bottom drawer behind his, you know, rock collection and all that stuff. And it was an Irish lottery ticket, and of course we never hit it, or uh, uh, I, I would have had a much much better ride in high school. But... Um, and now you you know they have these lotteries that, that cross state lines, and I wasn't aware that you could get the Norwegian lottery tickets here. What are some of the? What were you going to say? I, I was going to say I, I stopped hiding them in my underwear. Sometimes when I was ill, I had a problem catching the last few numbers. You know what I mean? Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a yeah. That I carry my wallet up front. Break a little wind, and you can erase three numbers. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially, yeah, if you've been eating the curry chicken or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, okay, so, uh, uh, Eddie, you, uh, you, uh, did you pick the numbers by yourself or was it done randomly or did you just get some, some external feeling about particular numbers? Was it birthdays? How, how'd you do it? It was a VIN number on my car. The VIN number on your car? That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, do you plan on sharing it with some poor auto worker back in Detroit? You know, they're pretty depressed back there. I bet you'd make somebody's day. Three sharing words, a, Rick. A three call. words. What, what, what are those three words? Absolutely no way. <laughs> oh, well, that seems a bit callous, but I suppose uh, absolutely no way, huh? Well, Listen, um, I might share it with Charlie Callis, but he's no longer with us, so there you uh, go. Who could, who could forget those eyes? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, anyhow... I, I I do congratulate you, sir. But again, how did you do? How did you come up with the winning combination? How, what? How many numbers did you have to match? Five, six, a Powerball? Well, you know, how was it set up? I matched every one of them with my VIN number. With your Norway. VIN. But but, uh, but how many did you have to match? I mean, the VIN number is like twenty numbers long. How did you whittle it down to whatever you had to have to win the the Norwegian lottery? Rick, this is the Norwegian lottery. There's twenty numbers in the Norwegian lottery. I have no problem with that. <laughs> wow, I bet it doesn't get hit very often. My life, my uncle Lars is <laughs> from Norway. He's he was uh, twice removed from the family uh, due to divorce, but he was an ice boat racer over there, and he had a VIN number on his sleigh. I think you had him on your show a number of years ago, but anyway, that's a different story. The ice boat racer, Spin, uh, uh, boy, you're going to have to refresh my memory. Sven Laban. Sven Laban, and he was, from, he was from Ringaboo, Norway, if I remember correctly. There you go. And Ringaboo, they have VIN numbers on their sleighs. Wow. Anyway. Yeah, so let's let's move this along, Rick. Where are we going with this thing? <laughs> well, the lot of things to there, do, people there, to see, money to spend. You know what I mean? Are there tax ramifications? Uh, you know, from the lottery. Talking uh, about the, taxes? 
Texas, uh huh. That's right there now in Oklahoma. I plan on putting the check right in the bank. I won't need any taxes to put it. I use a magnet on the refrigerator. You're talking about tax? No, I don't tack (laughs) it up on the wall anyway. Oh, you're talking about like the IRS. Yes, the IRS. Uh huh. That's coming. No, we have the. No, we we don't have an IRS in in Norway. Uh, we, 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 you know, we, you know, we have a CFU over there. It stands for okay. can't find you. We can't find you. We can't tax you. I, well, I like that. You know, they used to have that deal in uh, Switzerland, and that's where a lot of people stashed a lot of money, and then they changed the laws, and, and now they've cleaned up that industry and killed it all at the same time. Yeah, I knew a guy from Sweden, his name was, or from Switzerland, his name was Joe Yodel. Yeah, anyway, that's a whole different story. I could take us down a whole different trail. Yeah, anyway, I won the Norwegian lottery, Rick, and there's, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, you know, I'm excited about it. I mean, hey, it's a huge sum of money for me. I mean, a million dollars, come on, that's a lot of money. A million? Well, congratulations. I still think that's kind of, you know, I mean, some guy worked, you could trace it back. You could take that VIN number hold and on, trace I got, it back. I got, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and I got figure the ticket right here. Some some poor guy who's toiled away and then you know probably shortened his life by the hard work that it takes on the uh, you know in that kind of industry and you could you could share with him. I don't see that the, you know that that really is something that you don't you don't grasp. Oh, wait, it's, wait, Rick, hold on, just hold on, just now. Okay. Reading the, I'm reading yeah. the rules on the ticket here. Okay, you've won. You've got a million bucks, man. Norwegian lottery. Wow! Congratulations. What? What? <laughs> what? What do you got what? there? This it's, is, hold it's on. More a, it's it more than a, a million. No, it's a million, but it's a, it's a, it's a dollar a month for a million months. <laughs> what is this? Oh well, yeah, yeah, never. You know what? So, I'll find the guy in Detroit. Ah, <laughs> ah, Rick. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I suppose you've already quit your job. Rick. <laughs> uh, what, ambulance, what, Rick. what exactly did you call the boss before you told him you'd won the Norwegian lottery? Uh, well, yeah, I called we'll... him a number of things, but <laughs> I won't be seeing him anymore. It doesn't much matter. Listen, I, I gotta I gotta go. I gotta call the boss. I got a lot of things. I gotta go talk to the wife. I gotta stop the real estate agent. I got to stop my son from – he's going down the Ford. Uh, I got a lot of people to call, Rick. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Eddie Armuro, I guess it's mixed blessings there. But uh, uh, thanks for calling. And uh, as always, uh, we thank you for listening to Good Sports. We'll be right back. All right. Uh, by the way, SMU is undefeated. Larry Brown just coming back. I mean, SMU is undefeated. Undefeated will not play in the postseason. They could do like I believe it was North Carolina State when they uh, got in trouble for David Thompson, went undefeated and didn't get to play in the NCAA. So uh, that's about it. Uh, sports things happening, man. The NFL, and then of course the the, the we'll have the uh, championships uh, for for each uh, uh, conference. And those two teams will play in the Super Bowl. There's a, a one-week lag in there, and then they'll have that fun thing called the Pro Bowl. They're having the draft for the Pro Bowl. <laughs> uh, I think they should just let people from the stands, who, who's ever wearing the jersey, get in there. You got you got 18 guys wearing number 18. Okay, you all 18 get to play. You get to play Peyton Manning, and you get to be whoever. <clears throat> They'd increase jersey sales, you know. So, anyhow. All right, Mark, uh, I guess that's about it. All of us here at Good Sports, we appreciate you listening and following us. And uh, we will see you. We will see you all around town because that's where we are. Wherever there's action, wherever there's sports, that's where we report on. And so, uh, anyway, we appreciate it. And uh, please take care, folks. So, for all of us here at Good Sports, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again right here on GoodSportsMedia.com. Bye bye. (laughs) 